be strengthened now. <laughs> Wait, that's, that's, that's the position where you get strengthened, man. Um, so wonderful. We uh, want to say welcome to uh, Rodney and Trina. Uh, you want to come up so long? <clears throat> For those of you who don't know, we, uh, a few of us have known them since 2001, pretty much. I've known them, uh, we know, uh, knew of them before we were married. And um, I do want to say this morning, they coming to minister uh, in that prophetic way. So we've got to receive them in that way. Uh, prophetic or prophet means somebody that speaks on behalf of God, speaks the words of God. It doesn't mean that they're perfect, uh, but they do hear the Lord uh, probably more uh, accurately than most of us. Um, <coughs> and and, and we've, 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 because of our relationship, we've had words that have come to fulfillment. We've had nice words. And waiting words, you know, the inconvenient words. And so this morning, um, there's going to be ministry for us as a church, as a congregation, and we want to receive it as that. So the way we deal with word, prophetic word, the Bible says, test all prophecies and hold the good. Okay? So, behoud die goeie. Jy weet, hy waar hulle sê, ga na al die clubs toe en so, toets alles en behoud die goeie. Is verkeerd. Alright? Dus dit gaan oor profetiese woord. So that's, that's, it's in the context of prophetic word. And so I really want to encourage you to, to do that. It's like, Lord, what are you saying to us? And there might be a few individual words. And the nice thing is we get to hear, and we say, yeah, they didn't even know this. And, they said, and, and we want to celebrate with others. And if you maybe get a personal word, I want to ask you to listen to it, maybe record it. We'll have a recording. And then you go work through that. You ask people to pray with you for the, uh, about it. If there's maybe some things that you need to do or so. And you, you test it. Um, include us in the process. And we work out. It's beautiful when these things happen. You can just hear what was just testified. Got word about waiting. But now I've got money that's coming that I can go. But the Lord says, wait. What's now? He opened a door for provision. The Lord said, wait. And you see how you need to work with that and say, okay, Lord, what is your will? And sometimes you, and, and doing it with others gives you, helps you with strength and courage to obey God. Um, in particular, recently, we, <coughs> we weren't even praying about our children, or we weren't speaking about our children's um, education, but we, how many months ago was that? Early in this year or last year? But somewhere... We were chatting and Rodney phoned us. He actually felt a word about the kids. And he said, this, this is the word. The, uh, not, um, uh, what does he word over here? But do not lean on your own understanding. Do not lean on your own understanding. Now that's a wide word. Ne? But when the time specifically for Evan Luke came when we had to choose a high school. And I mean, we've got buffet of high schools here. It's lovely. So we go to all the open days and so, and then we start praying. And the Lord spoke to me about Dros Day in, in, in Worcester. I mean, that's now. And we speak and we, and we really feel like, oh, Lord, this doesn't make sense. And then I, re I remember, do not lean on your own understanding. And so it, it helps confirm. There were a number of things that confirmed. And we, but, but that's how you work with it. So it doesn't substitute God speaking to you personally, 
but it comes alongside. And some of it might be you've got to change this or you've got to lay down this and others you call to this and you bless it. it. It can feel good or not so good, but at the end it's to build up, to edify, to encourage. That's the purpose of the word. So let's receive them as that. Can we do that? So guys, let's uh, come up. Uh, thank you, Lord. We want to pray that you'll bless them, anoint them this morning. And uh, Father, may we hear your voice and your word within them, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for this couple. Thank you for these friends, Lord. Amen. Um, okay, so guys, we... <laughs> Not supposed to preach the message before the message, <laughs> in the testimony, and in the worship, but um, makes it easier for us. So uh, Trina uh, has something to say here, and I'm sure it'll work. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it'll work with, uh, with what we're going to do, get after this morning. Okay, so first I just want to, like, Quickly, little introduction for those of you who don't know us. Um, like Ruron said, we have we have known quite a few of you from young in the Lord, uh, some a little before the Lord, um, and and truly, like we're so young, but we count quite a few of you guys as our kids, and we we love you like that. Um, and it's awesome to get to see you guys and to be back after four years. Um, so it's amazing. Um, so yesterday, um, I was just sitting and just asking the Lord, is there anything that you would have me to bring to the group of people today? Um, and I can tell you it's the first time he's ever spoken to me about a congregation out of Ecclesiastes. Um, <laughs> it's not a very normal um, text, but um, Ecclesiastes 7.10 is where I'll start. I'll just read a little bit quickly. Um, do not say, why is it that the former days were better than these? For it is not from wisdom that you ask about this. Wisdom along with an inheritance is good and an advantage to those who see the sun. For wisdom is protection, just as money is protection. But the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the lives of the possessor. And... And I, I really felt like the Lord highlighted um, there in verse 11 where it says, who see the sun. And in my version, it's S-U-N, you know, obviously that um, you're still alive. You know, you can see the sun. But if we truly put our eyes on the Lord, on Jesus, then we're looking to him as our provision and as our future. And what I felt like was that there were um, that there were people here today that have have come through some hard times and are going through some struggles that feel like yes, but if I could just go back yeah. five years, if I could just go back ten years, <laughs> and and the Lord says that if you'll press into Him for His wisdom, you'll see His glory through everything that you struggled, and even the things that you struggle today, you'll see how he's building you in him to become the person that he needs you to be in the days ahead. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, look, um, guys, 
and gals. Guys is a multi, shouldn't say that in today's world, a multi-gender um, term uh, from me uh, because we believe, uh, we believe God speaks um, through, through all of his, his children. But I want you to kind of be, <clears throat> be praying for us, um, praying for this meeting, okay? Because uh, there was a, a bit of a vision uh, that preceded the time here this morning. And I'm still praying about how, how that's supposed to go, you know. Uh, it gets a little bit difficult uh, sometimes when you're sharing, um, even in the midst of sharing, hallelujah, the Lord will change what it is that he's uh, planning just to make sure you are relying upon him, amen? So we're still relying, okay, because, you know, when Jesus taught, and, and we try hard to go back to that um, that model. Uh, when Jesus taught, he always, almost always demonstrated. Amen? So when we, we we're going to talk here about something that I believe God's spoken about, that uh, it's the third confirmation uh, for what's been shared this morning. Uh, and I, I believe you'll hear something from the Lord for your life with regard to that. But what we do in response to that is crucial. That is important, and that is as much a part of what we speak and what we preach um, as the actual uh, words themselves. Now, you're going to forgive because this morning it's not, um, it's not Afrikaans. It's not Afrikaans. Uh, it's tough. It's tough for my, my girl in the front here. Um, uh, she's very, very list for Afrikaans all the time, even... I speak some phrases just to make uh, uh, Ina happy, but it's not Afrikaans, uh, as, as Ruan was uh, so, I'm not sure it was righteous what he was saying, but <laughs> it's not really English either, hey? Okay, so, so we, we, come, we come from Texas, praise the Lord. We come from Texas. And Texas is the only place where people go to England and teach them how to speak the language uh, that they claim to have invented. Amen. So, 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 so listen, bear with me. Um, you know how many times I've, I've been in a service or a wedding? Hallelujah. Uh, there's quite a couple of weddings here we've been to. And uh, it's been Afrikaans. Everything has been Afrikaans. And... You know, for me, I don't mind not understanding. You know why? Because then I don't have to be responsible. But, but you know what happens every time? Not, not sometimes, every single time when I'm in one of those environments, <laughs> one of my people comes to me and they start to, they, they translate every word, they help me with it, you know, the like. So, listen, um, if there's something that's a bit difficult... Uh, and I know you all understand English. I, I'm not, but if there's something a bit difficult, uh, don't be afraid. Hey, don't be afraid to speak to somebody about it. And and for those those uh, uh, folks that fancy themselves as as aces in the English language, um, go speak to somebody and explain it to them if you can see that they're having difficulty. Because, you know, what <clears throat> one of the big struggles that we have in the body of Christ, okay? It's not that the Lord isn't speaking. 
Okay? You know, in the Old Testament, it said that the heavens were like brass, right? Okay, you know what it says in the New Testament? It says that Jesus, he tore the veil. You know what that means? There is real time, perpetual, always present opportunity to hear the Lord. God is speaking. He is speaking to us. With regularity. As soon as you feel like the Lord is not speaking to you, you need to go to someone, go to the Lord, take some action because you're being lied to. He is speaking to you. And He will be speaking to us this morning. Now that's not part of the message. Praise the Lord. But it's crucial. Amen? He has a word for us today. What we need to do is receive it which means we do something about it. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not sure about uh, Ruan's uh, exhortation. You know, he was kind of on the, on the careful side. You know, they, 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 it comes alongside. It encourages you. It, it helps you, you know. You know what we see? <laughs> we see people that hear God, but by the time they get to their car... By the time they're on their way to lunch, they've forgotten. They don't do what it is God is telling them to do. Amen? So let's start doing that. You, you, you want to change? You want to change personally? Do you want to be the change? That's a, like a famous phrase. Not just in the church, but in the world. You want to be the change? Start doing what God is telling you to do. Even in the church, man, the percentage is very low. Hallelujah. Okay. So, so we want to be sure we are, um, we are staying true to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen? It doesn't matter if you have a word. Okay? If the Holy Spirit changes what it is that's going on or, or adds something, you stop what you are doing and you go with what it is that the Holy Spirit is saying. Now... Did, did you hear at the start there of Marty's um, song? It was a song, right? How many of you heard? Did you hear the spirit there? So, so, so she started singing. Uh, her voice was a little bit um, mousy. She was not quite uh, like Cassie whenever he even speaks at all. But, but it changed. You see, it changed. Why? Because she, she began to receive from the Lord. She knew she had something from God. Okay? So she said, uh, my ways are higher. That, that's all. I think that's the phrase that she quoted. Well, so that is, that is from the Bible. Did you know that? That's from the Bible. So let me just read the verses around that. That's Isaiah chapter 55. You know, Isaiah is some of the best prose, um, poetry, uh, most beautiful language you'll ever let your eyes on and ever have your ears hear. And this is what it says. I'm going to start right where, hallelujah, where I wanted to start, um, in verse 8 of Isaiah 55. My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. 
Hallelujah. You see, man, <laughs> praise God. God is smarter than us. He knows more than us. His, his, his perspective is greater than, than the entire universe combined. But see, we don't really believe it. Amen. So let's let that sink down deep into our hearts. Okay? You know what? You can be a Mensa genius. I don't know what that's like. Amen? But you can be really smart. You can have one of these memories. You can recall things from when you were three years old. La, 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 la. All of that. And let me tell you, your thoughts are so much lower, so much less competent, so much less able to guide even your life, much less this world, than the Lord's. Hallelujah. Now let, let God speak to you. Let the church have ears to hear what the Spirit is speaking to the church because we really do have something to, to get down to the bottom of here this morning. I think it should permeate much of what it is that God is wanting to do through you in the days ahead. Okay, So, so the main scripture is the one that Ruan already already quoted here. This is from the book of Proverbs, very famous scripture. Most Christian people can quote this uh, pretty quick into their walk. Um, it, it's a great one. And there's, there's a lot of ways to um, examine this text, okay? But it's, um, it's Proverbs chapter 3, right? Are we, we putting Proverbs chapter 3 up there? Is that right? Okay, yeah, it's, it's not, um, not a hard one. And I'm reading, the, the translation's slightly different, uh, but I'm, I'm going to read you my translation and it'll, it'll help you um, really concentrate. It's 3, 5 through 8, and I'll read it quick. Okay? It says, trust in the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He'll make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Very interesting connection there. We're going to make that connection um, and unpack it a little bit more. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It's almost, it's right along the line. Straight, straight together. It'll be healing to your body. <laughs> and refreshment to your bones. Now, let me ask you guys a question here, okay? And uh, I'll go ahead and say this one is a bit rhetorical, so you don't have to give me 64 um, different responses there. But, but here's my question. To, to, to you, what does the word trust mean? What does it mean? Trust. Okay, I want you to think about that. Trust. Does it mean uh, understanding? Does it mean uh, in, in our world there's a, there's a trust that holds, uh, holds money uh, financially, you know, whatever? Well, the word here in Hebrew means what you are willing to take refuge in for defense. 
So the word trust here is the same kind of concept as a shield in battle. So what do you go to to protect your life and the lives of those that you care about and are called to? What is it that you go to? That's the idea here in the book of Proverbs. Trust. Okay? Now, now, here's my segue here. The question is, what, what is it? Really, what is it? Practically. Not, not Sunday school. Not um, in the midst of your Christian friends, you know. Uh, dare I say in the elders meeting uh, or the, the leadership meeting. You, you, you know what I mean? What sounds right? What do you really do? In real life. Now, okay, I want you to think about this because God's had me on this journey strongly, very challengingly, um, took it, taken me low. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right, I have had to uh, admit some things, uh, come to grip with some things, and, and, and really go to God <laughs> as a result of what I found in my own life and in my own heart. Okay. So, so how many of you know that in Africa, uh, and guys, this is not the first time we've been in Africa, um, even hardly, right? Okay, we've lived in Africa. We don't just come here and visit, all right? We've lived um, right square. How many of you know that in Africa, the culture in Africa is not completely Western culture, right? But it is heavily influenced by Western culture. You got it? And uh, in, in, let's just say in Parle, okay, very heavily influenced by Western culture. I'm not making a, um, I'm not making a, a racial comment there, but I'm, I'm telling you what I've seen and what I've observed over the course of several decades, okay? It's very much Western culture. Okay, so we need to, as uh, um, Ryan, Ryan, he said this uh, the other night, and I already had this idea before he said this, but he says, you know, you have to beware of the wind that blows through culture, right? See, culture will attempt to influence us in a way that is contrary to God and to Christian ideals, really to the culture of the kingdom of the living God. Well, in Western culture, the mind is very, very celebrated. Is that right? How many of you have heard of uh, Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Okay. You pretty much can't get a university um, uh, certificate probably can't go through high school anymore without looking at that or, or seeing the writings of those men, okay? Or, or understanding these are, these are Greek philosophers, Western philosophers, um, high celebration of the capacity of the mind of man. Amen? Now, how about one of our native sons here? This is a, a quotation here from Nelson Mandela. I'm trying to stay to the notes here because uh, this is, it, it's right, okay? 
Nelson Mandela said this, okay? Education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. Do you know that that is one of the most quoted statements that you find today anywhere in the world, okay? All right. The Western world says in its very being, Lean on your own understanding. Now, there's a lot of parents here. A lot of would-be parents. Okay? And for that matter, I've spoken to a bunch of parents here. And you want to know one of the topics that I've heard spoken of almost the most consistently? Where are my children going to go to school? From the time they're born, that is a goal. Amen? Okay? Now look, guys, I want you to be sure we capture this correctly, okay? Because I'm not going to say at the end of this, it's time for us to, to not, not be educated, okay? And to pull out of training and, and that kind of thing. That's not what I'm going to say. What, what we need to understand here, okay, is just how strong, the world we live in pulls us towards the very thing that keeps us from experiencing what it is that God has for us. Hallelujah. Okay. The world will say to us, your mind should be the number one refuge. The number one refuge. That is what our world says. Okay. And I want you to, to really consider that, all right, um, in your own lives. I think it is 30 years ago now. 30 years ago, I was, uh, I was already a Christian, but I experienced what we call the, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, okay? Guys, I was from a very <clears throat> education-intensive um, family and background, and my parents told me from the time I was small their plans for me with regard to um, education, uh, job, the training of my mind, intellect. And then we would go to church. And I gave my heart to the Lord um, and the like. But then I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And before anybody taught me anything, I could see. I would see pictures like a, a flip book over people's heads. I knew nothing at all about what it was, nothing at all about what it was. And for that matter, for a time, um, I thought that I had um, a mental uh, condition. That's, that's the truth. <clears throat> I was in university, okay, and I thought I had a problem because I had never seen anything like that. Nobody had ever explained that to me, had no teaching, nothing. And then I asked somebody. I asked them about something I was seeing over their head, and they looked at me, you know, and they started speaking to me. A couple of them started crying, you know, a lot like some of you guys, <clears throat> whenever we're praying for you. And I started understanding that there was something higher than my mind. You see? His ways are higher. But they really, really are higher. See, absent of walking in His way, praise the Lord, 
things aren't going to work out too well, are they? So today, we have the internet, right? Okay. You know what the estimate is today? At the beginning of the, the 20th century, the 1900s, the idea was that every 100 years, the collective knowledge of man would double. You know what the estimate is today? Every day. I want you to think about that. Now, that's very difficult to quantify and measure exactly. <coughs> but there are literally people who claim today that every day the knowledge base of man doubles. Okay? Now, I want you to think about this. Education, knowledge. That's the most powerful tool. That's what Mandela said, right? <coughs> and I'm not trying to pick on Mandela, but you get the idea, okay? What do you see in the world today? Do you see uh, increasing joy? Do you see happiness? Do you see um, uh, people who walk around and just cannot help but express their blessedness? When you watch the news, when you look at, when you look at my home country, the United States, 3.6% unemployment. That's right, you, you've never had that in South Africa. <coughs> never even... So, so, so we are super blessed. Now, are we happy? Nobody thinks that the United States is happy anymore. And you know what? They are right. They are right. I'm going to open one of these. We are depressed. We are mad. We are angry. We are toy-toying. And, and, you know, in, a, in some senses it's funny, but it's the truth. Now, here's the thing, <laughs> you see. It's supposed to be that the education, that the knowledge, as it increases, so too does the, the blessing of society. <coughs> but there's a paradox, right? Two things are the opposite. <laughs> the more knowledge we get... The more we lean on ourselves, amen, the more we want to kill each other. <laughs> the bigger problems we have in the world. Now, it's the truth. Is it not? Hallelujah. We're smarter. And we can't stand it. Now, isn't that funny? Praise God. The Lord has a word for us. Eh? He wants us to consider something. Hey, That's this. That man will never, ever solve man's problems without the Lord. Hey? And assuredly, God is going to make sure that we understand that. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Now, okay, we've just talked a little bit there, and you, you, have, to, you have to give me some grace, man. I'm, I'm a Texan, American, not from South Africa, hallelujah. Don't speak Afrikaans, don't have the heavenly language. You have to give me some grace here, <clears throat> okay? So, so, so now we know that knowledge does not mean happiness. <laughs> Education does not mean happiness. Praise God. 
Now I want to just make sure we understand. We knew what trust was. Now, what about the fear of the Lord? How many of you guys have heard that phrase? The fear of the Lord, right? You know about the fear of the Lord. You, 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 at least you know that it's there in the Bible, right? You can type that in. There's many scriptures, right? There's a lot of different ways to, 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 to look at it, to see it, to understand it. Amen? Okay? But I, I want to read, read a particular one for us here um, this morning. <clears throat> this is how I want to define the fear of the Lord. Biblically, right? But the emphasis, okay? This is Isaiah chapter 11, verse 3. And he, capital H, will delight in the fear of the Lord. He'll not judge by what his eyes see, nor make a decision by what his ears hear. Now, who is the big H there? That's right. Isaiah chapter 11 is what we call a, a messianic prophecy. It speaks of the coming Lord Jesus to the earth. Okay? And his decision as he walked on this earth was not to judge by what he could take in by his human faculties. Not to do that. But to put those to the side. Not never to use them, but to put those to the side. Hallelujah. And to delight in the fear of the Lord. What is it that the Lord did? The Lord did only what he saw the Father doing. Amen. The Lord lived real time. Day to day. Moment by moment. Dependent on what God wanted him to do. He could have seen a situation and said, oh man, it's obvious here. This is what we need to do. I, I, I know this because of my, my background in education. Hallelujah. And it would have made logical sense. Praise God. But you know, Jesus, <laughs> that's not the way he did it. He inquired of the Lord. And God led him. You know, you know what would happen today if we had um, um, a bunch of people in the government who were quite competent, all right, they, 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 they were very well versed in the, the, the issues, but instead of being bright sparks and doing what they thought was right, they put the issues to the Lord asked him what it was they were supposed to do and pursued them. You know what would happen? In a day, we'd accomplish more, praise the Lord, than years of bickering, complaining, and getting together. And that, that, guys, is where we have to go to see things change, you know, in this world. It's the fear of the Lord. Okay, Jesus listened to God and did what he said. That is the fear of the Lord. He didn't think first. You see? He didn't follow his emotion first. His feeling, even though the feeling might have been good to, to help, to bless. He listened to God. Got his counsel. The one whose ways are higher. The one who's smarter than all of the geniuses combined. He went to him. 
Amen? And that's what he's called us to do. Praise the Lord. See, this was Jesus' way. It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 29, that Jesus was the firstborn. Not the lastborn, but the firstborn among many brethren. Hallelujah. We're to follow in his pathway. To walk in his ways. Amen. And let me tell you what. The problem is that we as the church, we're not doing that. Hallelujah. Now, I know it's a bit of a weighty uh, word here, all right, this morning. But it is really, really important that we understand this. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said something. He said to his people, he preached to you and to me. He was preaching to them that day, but he knew it was going to be written down. It was the Sermon on the Mount, one of the greatest um, uh, oratories and treatises ever given in all of Scripture. He said to his people, you are the light to the world. Eh? Then he said, a city set on the hill can't be hidden. You see? It can't be hidden. Then he said, and this is the kicker. Okay, shine your light in such a way. You know why? Because this light isn't just the good deeds of Sunday school. Hallelujah. It's the influence that comes with somebody that's not a normal human being anymore, that has God himself living inside of them, that because of the supernatural nature of who they are, the world cannot help but look at you. Even when they say, he doesn't exist. They still, they're looking at you. You are their guidepost. Amen. Whether you want to be or not. Do you know that? You can't sit on the sideline. No. We're working with, the, <laughs> we're working with some millennial people. Hallelujah right now. That's a very challenging uh, endeavor. <clears throat> It's more challenging than in Africa. <laughs> um, you know why? Because there's pressures in, in Africa. <coughs> I'll get the water here in a second. There's pressures in Africa that push you to the Lord. See, in America, huh, you know, uh, let me just take a break. I'm, I'm not kidding you. People have told it, just let me take a break. Well, you can't take a break. God is inside of you. You take a break. The world sees you. The world thinks without him inside of you. Ah, we can do this whenever we want. We can just blow this thing off. <laughs> you understand? Okay. We've got to fear the Lord. We've got to go to him first. We've got to, we've got to, got to start making some deliberate decisions on a daily basis. So, I, I told you that thing about 30 years ago, right? Okay, so for 30 years, God has been speaking to me about this. Do you know how often in the day I have to combat, all right, thinking first, using my own mind, doing what I think is right, as opposed to real time, taking it to the Lord? Now, you know, guys... I've, I've spoken to a lot of pastors in my day. I've been a pastor, praise the Lord. That's why I have a lot of compassion for them. 
Um, but I've spoken to a lot of them. Some of them disagree with me, uh, all right, on this, okay? But, but, you know, when Paul says we're to pray without ceasing, okay, it's not um, just a, um, an issue of, of sitting there, falling on your face, uh, and making intercession 24-7. What it means is we're supposed to be in communication with the Lord perpetually, all the time. As soon as we have a question, for that matter, as soon as he wants to say something, we are there, deliberate to hear what it is that he says. And let me tell you, he will tell you things that are different than normal, logical thinking. Praise God. And that will be the answer that accomplishes ten times more. Praise God. Then I thought alone. Hallelujah. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's taken me. It's taken me a long time to get <laughs> even to a decent percentage, right? Of, of making decisions each and every day by the Spirit's leadership. So I want you to know I'm not here <clears throat> um, to tell you um, that you're incompetent or that you should have done it 20 years ago. I, I know that it's a challenge, okay? Because I know that from birth, the world has tried to teach you different than what we are talking about right here and now. Eh? Okay? But that's where we have to go. It's really the vision, see? It's how you carry out any substantive vision from the Lord. It can't be by your own understanding. Hallelujah. Now, the, the, the last little bit here, and this is something that I think is particular to this group right here. This group in Paul, this particular group. This is what it says here. It says, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Did you notice how those phrases are grouped right together? So this is very <clears throat> hermeneutically sound. In scripture, I'm not just pulling from one scripture, putting it next to something that I want to say um, is right. It's in the same phrase right up here in, in uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 3. <clears throat> Fear the Lord and turn away from evil in verse 7. <clears throat> okay, because here's where we're, <clears throat> we're missing it. We're not understanding that when we lean on our own understanding, you see... It is a gateway for evil into our lives. Praise the Lord. Okay. Look, I, I've got people here. Okay. And if you want to know what I mean by my people, you can come up and ask me afterwards. Okay. All right. But there are a lot of people um, that we have in South Africa in different contexts, um, in different places. And I know... I know their lives, and I know where they are, and I know they have not deliberately done this, and I know for some of them, it's really not even their own lives, but it's a product of the world they've lived in, their own families, um, and the like. But let me tell you something. What we have is influence in the church that is demonic, that is evil, that is attacking the mind of the church, Okay, because 
We are idolatrous in the way that we make decisions. Where we go to hide is not the Lord. We go according to our experience, our intellect, and our own understanding. And where it leads us, praise God, is the enemy. Amen. We're not trying to, but how many of you know that the devil is a liar? How many of you know that, and I want to, I want to say this here, he's not as powerful as the Lord. Nothing like that, okay? But he is smart. He is intent on robbing you and robbing me, okay? Dare I say, he's smarter than the smartest person, okay? Not than the Lord, not more powerful than the Lord. Praise God. But what did he do? What did he do originally? Original sin in, in Genesis. What did he do? <clears throat> he got man and woman to depart from what it was God was saying. Right? Into their minds to think a thought. Hey, would you be like God? Go back, read to Genesis chapter 3. That's exactly what he did. You know what? It's exactly what he's doing today. It's how he gains entrance into our lives. <laughs> we we almost there to the end here. Cassie, and I'm still not sure what we're supposed to do, amen? <clears throat> this is what it says in uh, some, some of these, uh, these scriptures here. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. So see, the absence of a sound mind is the presence of the spirit of fear. Praise God. 1 Peter chapter 5, 6 and 7. Humble yourselves. Praise the Lord. How many of you know that's at the center of our problem? We want to think. We want to think we know. Right? You know what Jesus did? The Son of God Himself, He walked, humbling Himself moment by moment, day by day. It wasn't what He thought. It wasn't His intellect. It wasn't His uh, superiority, even of the knowledge of Scripture. He went to the Lord, real time, humbled Himself, walked as the most humble example in the history of mankind. The same way we're supposed to walk. Humble yourself. Under the mighty hand of God, this is 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7, that he may exalt you at the proper year time, casting all your anxiety on him. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what we do when we get anxious about something? We think about how to solve the problem. That's what we do. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it a lot. Okay? You know what happens? <laughs> Amen. We don't just not solve the problem. Our anxiety magnifies. <laughs> Hallelujah. For this reason I say to you, this is Matthew 6, back in the thing there. Do not be worried about your life <clears throat> as to what you will eat, what you'll drink, nor for your body as to what you'll put on. <clears throat> is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Praise the Lord. Amen. This is a word for Trina. Hallelujah. 
We lost our clothes. Did you know that? Our luggage did not arrive. We still, we don't have the luggage. Amen? Amen. So she wants to make sure that I'm always looking nice and everything. I'm like, yeah. she's, but she's, she looks after me. But the body is more than clothing. Amen. Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? <clears throat> and who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? How many of you know you can't add a single hour? How many of you know, though, that if you do worry, if you fall into anxiety, when fear grips you, when terror is upon you, when you don't take these things to the Lord, you can have your life taken from you. You can't add, but He can take. Hallelujah. Guys, we're facing a multi-generational iniquity. That's what we're looking at here. Okay? I don't want you to hear some word of condemnation that you in particular okay, have this, uh, this huge problem and you're alone. What was it, the, the young lady? She said, we are together, amen? I'm telling you right now that I, I am together with you. I've sat up at night and cried myself to sleep over my kids, over money, over all the basic issues, over my health, over all the basic issues of life, the, the same kinds of things, even if it's not exactly that you have, Okay? we together here, and God is wanting to tell us this morning that if we will repent, if we will begin to take a deliberate approach to living our lives, not trusting in our own understanding, not leaning in our own faculties, our own talents are put on the side and they are only informed, not the primary um, point of contact, if we'll seek the Lord. Amen? He'll begin to change everything for us. Okay? Now, <clears throat> there was this uh, picture here. And some of my, some of my, um, my other girls are here. I wasn't thinking about being here. Okay? But there was this picture, and uh, in this picture... <clears throat> Um, there was a young uh, Afrikaans girl, and I you can't tell you how I knew she was Afrikaans. I just knew she was. <laughs> okay, she wasn't speaking or anything, so I didn't know by the language. But uh, <clears throat> I knew she had um, an issue with uh, anxiety. I knew she had an issue with... Uh, with um, it, it would have been described in today's world as uh, clinical you get me? Um, a medical doctor, uh, maybe a psychiatrist would have said she had something, uh, bipolar or whatever you want to call it, because there's a lot of different um, pronunciations um, for today. And I'm not saying that there's no validity to those descriptions, right? But uh, <clears throat> she, she came forward to be prayed for. Hallelujah. And then... Um, uh, there was a couple of girls that I know, and I'm going to go ahead and use their names because they're very close to me, uh, and they know I would not ever 
ever. But um, on my left, um, uh, Ina came up there. And on my right, uh, Zana. Everybody here knows Zana, right? Was there, okay? And uh, this young girl was here in the front. And uh, I started, I, I, was, I thought, well, I'm going to pray for this girl in the front. But I didn't. I started praying for Ina. started praying for Zana, okay? And there were different things in their minds that start. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, um, there was things that circled in one of their minds. There was things that came from the inside out in another one of their, their, their minds. And see, what I know, what I know of their testimonies in the earth is that the Lord is leading them to the place of being completely and totally sound-minded. You know? Okay? So here's, here's what I want to ask you today. In today's world, okay, some of you older oaks, some of you older guys, okay, I'm not looking at anybody in particular, <laughs> okay? When you were young, how much of the things that exists today, um, whatever you want to call it, um, uh, especially with the kids, um, ADHD, um, uh, uh, depression, et cetera, et cetera. How much prevalent was that compared to today? Nah. It, was, it was a lot less. And, you know, there's some people that have told me some people have told me that it's because it was not diagnosed, okay? And you know what? I think there's something to that. I think there's something to that, okay? But you know what, what I think the main thing is? I think the main thing is it is the fruit of our idolatry. We haven't even known that there was a portal into our lives called our own understanding. And now is the time, says the Lord, that we repent from this thing. Now is the time that we begin to lead people in the way everlasting. Now is the time that we begin to commit our lives afresh and anew. Our professions, our professional knowledge, you know, the engineer, the, the lawyer, the doctor, they have their expertise and their understanding informed by God rather than existing in and of itself. Amen? Do you understand what I'm talking about here? Okay. So you know what I would like to do um, here this morning? We, we, do, lots, we do lots of, um, of, of individual um, prophetic words, but I want us to pray corporately. I want us to pray um, a, a prayer, okay, uh, of repentance, okay, and a prayer <clears throat> of dedication. Hallelujah. Okay, because the, the other scripture that I, I came to me, I, I couldn't quite work it out. But, you know, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says that there are gifts of healing. And then in 1 Corinthians, that's in chapter, verse 9, in 1 Corinthians 12, 10, it says, and workers of miracles. See, that changed my life because I saw then that, you know what, you can have a healing that is a miracle, okay, but not 
All healings are miracles. Some of them take place over time. You see, there's a differentiation in the Scripture. Sometimes we have to walk out the healing. You see, and I believe that God has anointed, if you'll allow me a religious phrase, this house, grace from Him to help people walk out of a lot of these mental things that are plaguing them today. Hallelujah. Now, my girls believe, they believe in healing. Okay? They've been healed, and they're continuing. Praise the Lord. My guys, too. Hallelujah. (laughs) But the ones in that vision, the ones in that vision, I know their testimonies. I've been privileged to know that. Okay? So let's receive that. Let's let that be activated in us today. How many young men and women do you think are walking around with anxiety, with fear that that cripples them? I'm not talking about a little bit of nervousness about standing up in front of people. I'm talking about the kind of thing that keeps you under the bed and doesn't allow you to get out and live a normal, productive life. That is epidemic in our society. And guys, it's too prevalent in the church. I believe the Lord wants me to say this morning, it is too prevalent in the church. God is not telling you if you're struggling with something like that this morning, you need to be ashamed. What He's telling you is He doesn't want you to stay there. Hallelujah. He wants to touch your life. He wants to touch your heart. Hallelujah. Now let's look. Why don't, yeah, Cassie, why don't you just play for a minute as you're doing, of course, already. But why don't we just bow our heads for a second? And we've got a lot of, uh, see, other girls. There are other girls here. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about them being here. Amen. But there is an anointing, see. Hallelujah. Father, we just want to thank you that we haven't been given a spirit of fear. (laughs) You love us. You've empowered us. (laughs) You've called our minds to be healed. (laughs) Father, we want to thank you that you stood up in the temple and proclaimed that you were here to heal the brokenhearted. We also want to thank you that you said through the writer of Hebrews that you are the same. You're the same yesterday. You're the same today. And you'll be the same forevermore. Father, I want to thank you that that it is your desire this morning to heal people in their minds as we turn from leaning on our own understanding. Father, we've had iniquity. It's iniquitous. It's generational. It's been a problem not just in our own lives independent to us. And you don't have to be a genius to have participated in this. It's been hidden from us. But Father, you're shedding the light. Amen? You're shedding the light this morning. Praise God. So today, today, we're going to say this. And guys, um, 
dare I say, you can stay with your heads down, but if you can just repeat after me, okay? Father God who is in heaven. <laughs> Other things besides you. They have been my refuge. My mind has been my refuge. This morning, I want to ask you to forgive me. I want that no longer. Remove it from me. Don't make it just a prayer this morning. Make it something that's a, a factor in my life. Father, please come to me and heal my mind. Now, you can stop here just for a second because I believe that the Lord wants to remind you that uh, um, Jesus came to despise the shame. Jesus took away every ounce of shame when he died on the cross. Every ounce of shame that ever will be. And if there's one thing I know from folk that have suffered from issues in the mind. It is a very shameful experience. God wants you to know that shame is no longer yours to bear. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for removing the shame off the minds of every person here. Um, there's a couple of, couple of older ladies here. Um, God is showing me, and they've suffered a bit. They've suffered quite a bit from... Uh, from some mental things as they've gotten older. And that hasn't been the way that they've lived their lives, but because they're older and they are, they are struggling with, with their emotions um, and with these feelings, um, they're not willing to, to speak it out, okay, and to share it because they're ashamed. God says, it's, it's time. It's time. Today is the day, okay. There's older folk. There's middle folk and there's young folk right here in our midst this morning. Now, I want just everybody to close your eyes completely. Don't look at anybody. Don't look at anybody. I want you to raise your hand and nobody is looking. I want you to raise your hand if you have struggled with, uh, with something, whether you are older, whether you are not necessarily older or younger, or if you are younger, if you've struggled with something in the area of, uh, of, a, of, of a mental problem, raise your hand. Now, let me tell you, guys, there is a lot, a whole lot of hands, and they're men, they're women, they're young. You can put them down. They're younger, okay, and they're older, okay? And this is what God is doing right here and right now. He's speaking the word hope to every person. There will be freedom. There will be victory. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to commit in our hearts. Hallelujah. To walk transparently. That was a big word. That was a huge word from our sister over here. Transparency. With, with transparency or vulnerability, I believe is what what our sister said, with transparency or vulnerability is the healing. Amen. Hallelujah. Humble yourself. That's what the Bible said. <laughs> Humble yourself. Okay? Because I believe that most of this 
is a walking out, praise the Lord, of this victory. We're going to get healed. There's no way for it to happen without the supernatural power of the Lord. Amen? Okay? But it might not be in an instant. Now, I don't want to take away from any instantaneous healings because I like those. Praise the Lord. And the Lord likes those. Amen? Okay? But you know what? I think so many times we're going to have to talk to somebody. Because you know what I see? I see a multitude of people. And I am speaking um, prophetically here. There's a multitude of people that God wants to walk in here. Okay? Be able to find any number of people. Begin to share. You know what? I am freaking out here. And I need some help. And people meet that with no, nothing other than the love of God. The understanding of God. How many of you know sometimes we have to walk through some things, praise the Lord, in order to understand and be able to love people and care about people and help them to find healing. Amen? And let's lastly, lastly, beyond us as individuals, you know, when the church starts to show the world that, <laughs> that ADHD or depression or whatever it is, is not our inheritance? Amen. You know what's going to happen? The world is going to come to the church. How many trillions of dollars are spent today <laughs> trying to get to the bottom of those things? How many? I mean, it's, it's in the trillions. That's a lot of money. And it's still a struggle. It's, it's epidemic. Amen? We don't want to lean on our own understanding. Amen? We don't want to let the devil into our lives. We want to live for God. Be free from having to do it ourselves. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, um, do you, you want to say something, babe? What's that? Okay. Okay, okay. So, come up here, babe. Um, you're going to have to help us with these names. I can tell you that right now. Jacques and Lynette. Jacques and Lynette. Where are they? Right there? Lynette's in the other room, Jacques. Any, any possibility of us grabbing her for the moment? Yep. Were they the ones you talked to before? Tiani, Tiani and Lynn. Tiani and Lynn. Yeah, we talked to them before. Why don't you guys just stand up right where you are? Just right where you are. That's okay. You can, you can stay there, guys. Father, we want to thank you for this, this couple here. <laughs> thank you for their lives, Lord. Um, I just know that they're very good friends of our very good friends. That's all that I know about their lives. But um, it's, I don't know the name. <laughs> Which one is Lynn? <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Sorry, Bob. That's how bad I am. Huh? <clears throat> Tiene? Tiene. Brother, <clears throat> just forgive. God knows how to keep us humble, right? So, so Tiani, 
Um, I, I just I hear God saying that the future is not the past, and that um, it is extremely important for you to um, remember uh, even what we just talked about. Um, uh, Two Corinthians one uh, three, <clears throat> we comfort with the comfort that we've been comforted with. Uh, and I, I hear God saying that um, there have been a number of experiences with leadership in the past that were not just not positive, but they were painful. Okay? Um, but I hear the Lord saying to you, um, in, in this day and in the days ahead, um, the things that you learned, the things that you experienced, the things that you walked in, they'll be your greatest strength. Okay? But the key is not to fear a repeat of those things, but to be open, to approach those men that I've called you to okay? with the same heart that Jesus approached the world. And I hear God saying the wisdom that you've had from those experiences will be um, the thing that strengthens, the thing that heals, the thing that, that buffets and and brings others. For, for, for God says your presence is strength in the midst of leadership in the coming days. And just like my son, just like my son, because of the things that you've suffered, okay, because of the things that you've suffered, your day of being a blessing and being celebrated as a blessing have arrived. So I think the Lord has done a, a lot of healing in your heart from wounds of the past. But he's continuing to heal the father wound in you because he's called you to be a father to many. And through the healing, you'll be able to father others with an open hand instead of a closed hand. And that's the blessing of walking through the pain that you've walked through because you know the two sides now. So, Lynn, I, I just hear God saying to you um, <clears throat> the word earlier, um, wait on the Lord, is very much um, a part of the active working out of the purpose of God in your life in this time. <clears throat> because in times past, you've been one to engage first and to seek out and to, to go to um, uh, relationships uh, and to people, but I hear God saying, now is the time for you to wait on me and let me bring the people that I want you to be involved with to you. So, so sit, and I see it being a little bit challenging for you. And I can understand, like there's personality types, like we have experts at personality types here. <clears throat> but in this time, if you'll sit and wait those that I bring to you, okay, <laughs> there'll be people that you'll bless, but oh, will they be a blessing to you. This is the season where you'll receive as much as you give if you'll let me orchestrate and let me do the thing and let me bring them to you, okay? So make it a point to do little, okay, and to respond rather than to be proactive. Amen. Um, I think the Lord's still busy uh, building your identity in him 
that you see yourself truly as he sees you. Um, and the reason that that's so important in your life is because you, you're called to others to, to strengthen them in the identity that they have in him. Because there'll be many young women that come to you to look to you as a mother and as a, um, an authority that they've never had in their life that would be able to, to show them who they are in the Lord, but also to, to draw out the strengths in them, the gifts in them, that they'll see themselves more than just um, what society has put on them, yes. but they'll see themselves with the eyes of the Lord and have the confidence to walk out the things that he's put within them. Amen. Um, so we have this the other couple here. Um, before that, is there a... Is there a single uh, single guy here named named Jacques also or Jacques? What? Yeah. Is there another Jacques here who's single? Nobody. We sure, because I'm pretty sure that I'm seeing John. Jock. Nobody. It, well, maybe. I don't know. Look, um, I, I'm seeing a person without a wife. Uh, it could be that I'm seeing a, a married person. Uh, there's probably a bunch of jocks that are not, uh, that are married also besides this one, right? Any other Jacques that are married? Nobody else here named Jacques. Only this one. Okay. What? what uh, who, who is this? This is not Jacques. This is Jacques. Jacques and Lynette. Okay. Why don't you guys stand up, please? Is that okay? Jacques is standing up a little, little funny there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. That's all right. Father, I want to thank you for this, uh, this couple, um, and I want to thank you for their lives, uh, and, and thank you for what you have uh, for them. Thank you for the things that you're doing in their, their midst. So, so brother, um, <clears throat> the, the book of Nehemiah has a promise, okay, they were in a turmoil situation they were trying to come from nothing to something they had no identity you know and uh, God was having them uh, just start to rebuild the wall that's what it was about and I think it was uh, Nehemiah 8:10. he said um, said eat the fat and drink the sweet um, give portions to those who are weak for it's the joy of the Lord that's your strength. And uh, Jacques, I, I hear God saying to you that uh, joy is going to become something that marks you. It's going to become something that bubbles over um, and that pours out of you. Um, God hasn't called you to a place of uh, heaviness. He hasn't called you to a place of depression. He's called you to a place where when anybody gets around you, you're like a, a spark uh, and a lightning, okay? And you ignite uh, 
um, who I am um, in them. But the Lord wants you to do this. Okay? He wants you to praise Him regardless of the way that you feel. Okay? He wants you to, to have uh, uh, praise music. I don't know what, what they allow here um, in Josh Jen uh, with regard to that um, anymore. But you can even put on, uh, you can put on uh, uh, Bethel or something like that um, when you're driving around in your car, when you're at the house. Praise me, says the Lord, and I'll match it, okay, with joy um, unspeakable in your life. Now, there's also something to giving portions, right, to those that are weak. Um, Jacques, I, I hear God saying that uh, he's in the midst of preparing you to, to take up this place in his body, you know. Um, for God says he's called you to, 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 to deaconhood in the body of Christ, to serve people in a way that ushers in my presence um, in their lives, okay? Um, and so uh, just prepare your heart, brother. Prepare your heart, okay? For much more than you thought or much more than you were, were imagining as your portion and as your place. Because people need to see. They need to see, okay, what I can do. And I'm going to show them you in order to let them know there's hope. And they can find me just like you found me. There are times in your life that you have felt cursed. But the Lord says, I turn all things for good. I didn't ordain but I use. And I feel like that there are things that the Lord is using in your life to make you a man who can understand, who can have a heart for, who can relate in a way that a lot of people can't. And I think the Lord's really going to bring people to you. Um, I see a lot of younger men, but some of them are even older than you, that have struggled, that feel like nobody gets them. But you're going to get them, and you're going to be able to pray with them and to build them up in the Lord and bring them out of the things that they have felt like they have just carried as a weight, as heavy. And you're going to see that even in working with these people, that it doesn't weigh you down and make you heavy. It actually is going to make you lighter. Lynette or Lynn? Either one, okay. You know, you know. So, Lynn, I, I hear, I hear the Lord saying to you that um, your your relationship with ladies is changing. Okay, um, in the past, there's really been a spirit of jealousy that hovered around you and caused uh, caused others to not be very trustworthy, um, and there was a lot of backbiting, uh, and uh, caused you to become a person who didn't really trust women, okay, because they were, they were just, you know, and I, um, are you Afrikaans? Is that right? Okay. Yeah, see, the, the Texas girls, they are a lot like the Afrikaans girls in the, in, without God, amen, okay? But I hear God, I see this picture of you in a circle with women, okay? And because you're willing to share about some of the things that bother you, 
about some of the things that you've been challenged with, just, just um, being transparent, being vulnerable. Hallelujah. I see you adding um, strength to others to also let down their walls, okay? And for, for God says there's going to be a lot of healing in the vulnerability that you display in the coming days. So God wants you to be bold in interacting with the women because I've got your back and I'm sending you to people that not only um, need you, but they want you, okay? Unlike in times past, okay? And as you, you, you walk open um, before them, the, uh, some of the, the places that are still just a bit tender, okay? Even, even amongst, uh, there were some, some things amongst the members of your own family, it's a bit this kind of thing, it wasn't too nice. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be healed. It's going to be healed um, because you're willing Okay, to step out and trust me to be with you as you do it. Um, I just feel like sometimes the enemy brings things from the past to try and put shame on you. Um, and I felt like the Lord says that in those moments, if you'll sing, that it'll break off anything that he's trying to put on you and anything residual that might be stuck swimming around in your brain, okay? Because your voice to the Lord lightens your soul. Amen. So sing. It doesn't matter where you are. Just sing, okay? And you'll see that the enemy will flee, okay? Yeah, sing for your husband. Amen. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's supposed to praise the Lord so you can help him. So, so, so just sing for him. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Um, Gert. Gert. Uh, Sorry. I know. I know the G is a H, but I just, I default, eh? Hurt. Where's hurt? Right? Up. Just right there. And is there somebody with him? Or? Okay. Hurt. Father, we just want. <laughs> no, that's good. Father, I want to thank you for our brother in the Lord. Um, and I want to thank you for what you're doing um, in his life. You know, you know what? Um, brother, I just I hear God saying to you that um, it's really time for you to hear the word that he spoke long ago um, to Israel as though it's a word to you right here and right now. And that's this, okay? You're chosen. You're not rejected, you know? Um, God wants you to know that, um, that experience, circumstance, the words and actions of others, none of those things determine whether or not you have a place of being beloved in my heart and in my life. Look at what I've done for you, Hurt. Look at what's been extended just for you. Nobody else, nobody in this room would send their son to die just so that you'd have a chance to speak to me. Not even an obligation, but a chance and an opportunity. But I did that for you. So you let it filter into your heart, all right, um, in this time. I, I hear God saying, trusted men, trusted men. So I'm going to circle you with trusted men so that some of the, the difficulties of the past, uh, even the, the tortures of the past, they're going to be healed because you're going to entrust 
your heart to trusted men. You see? They're there for you. They're already present. All right? Go to them. It's time for some, uh, some openness, some prayer. Okay? Your healing is nigh, says the Lord. Amen? Um, so I'm not real good with age, okay? Like, like when I see things, okay? But so I'm going to say between, you were like between five and eight, maybe that three-year range, okay, in the picture that I see. Um, and I just see that you lost someone or something, I don't, some, that was very dear to you, okay? And, and that, um, that moment, there was a vow in your heart that said, I'm not going to be hurt like that again, and, and even some, uh, some anger crept in, okay? So what I'm asking you is if you'll sit with the Lord and say, Lord, I give you permission to walk through my heart, to heal those wounds from the past, that that would not be something that defines me, but that it would be something that you use to grow me. Yeah. Because the Lord's called you to men. He's called you in a way that, um, that a lot of people aren't called. Like, like men don't bear their souls to other men, but they'll bear their souls to you because you can receive them, okay? Because you can bear your soul to other men. And, it, and it's a, uh, it's, what I see is kind of like a healing type ministry, yeah. um, kind, of, kind of on a different level, but like, like when you go to Angus Buckingham's meetings, and, and you just see all these men like crying, like they've never cried before in their life. But it's because the Lord touches their hearts and they can be vulnerable. And that's the kind of man that you are. People can be vulnerable with you because your heart is big like that. And I just think that the Lord, in doing this healing in your heart, is really going to open up a new avenue for ministry to other men. Okay. Amen. So who else is there? I also want to say something to... Um, young lady down here, so just don't run off anywhere. Uh, Ruan and Marali. I got that one right. Where are they? Right here. Okay, well, we've already got some for them, but uh, why don't you guys stand up? Yep. Be exposed here in front of everybody, God and everybody. Father, thank you for Ruan and Marali. And, and thank you for what you... Thank you for what you've already done in their lives, but thank you for what you're increasingly, all right, um, doing in their lives. I want to start with my sister, okay? Um, so, so Marley, um, I, I think it might be a little bit, um, um, might be a little bit scared, might be a little bit fearful, but I, but I hear the Lord saying that uh, He's called you to speak in front of people, okay? Um, <clears throat> now. I'm not, uh, not trying to call you to uh, be the next Joyce Meyer or something like that. But what I'm, what I'm seeing, I see, a, uh, I see a, like a clipboard or a, um, something where you've, you've detailed a lot of instructions um, and the like. And you, you speak to people, all right? And uh, because you have things organized um, and administrated... Okay, um, it's really helpful, all right, to other people. So um, here's what I hear, hear God saying to you. Your, 
your administrative gifting, okay, really is something that I want to use in the body, okay? But it's going to require you not just to organize things on paper, but to stand up and speak about um, what it is that you've, you've put down and what it is that you've come up with. So God wants you to pray now, all right, in preparation for the role that he has for you in the body in the days ahead that you won't let fear keep you, all right, from standing up and being everything, all right, that God, call, God has called you to be um, and to walk in in the midst of his people. Because, see, there's a lot of folks that they try to control, you see, and I hear God saying, you're not going to be a controller. All right? You're going to be somebody who actually really can organize with effectiveness and with power and, and with, with an ability that really helps other people to accomplish way more than if they didn't have anybody helping them all right, to put their ducks in a row and get things, get things ready. I, I think some of it has to do with kids, too. Some of it has to do with children and, and some children's things. So... Again, just um, consider that in prayer, all right, and be praying about that um, down the line. And as God brings it to you, use it as a confirmation, like our brother said. Um, so it's for you, but I'm going to speak it to your husband, okay? So what I see is that whether she knows it or not, there's, um, there's a place in her that needs words of affirmation. Okay, that's one of her love languages. And she needs it a bit more than what has been done in the past, okay? So, so what I'm asking is that the things that you already recognize in her, the things you already appreciate in her, that you speak them more often. Because the enemy wants to come in and draw a wedge between you that yeah. she feels not appreciated, okay? So if you'll keep it on the front of your mind to praise her in the things that bless you, then then that'll be one of those safeguards that the enemy won't be able to draw a, a wedge for those things, okay? Okay, and, and brother, I, I just hear God saying that um, the words of your heavenly father are not the same words of your natural father, okay? And uh, this is really a time of you learning uh, how much I appreciate you, how much I love you, um, and how much I care about you, okay? Um, it's not about what you've done wrong, okay? It's just about how much whenever I look at you and whenever I see you, I think I'm proud, all right, and I esteem you. So open up your heart to hear what I'm saying to you in this season, and you'll find it coming from all directions. You'll find it coming from the pulpit. You'll find it coming from people praying for you. You'll, you'll even find relevance in things that you hear that seem to be random, but they apply right to your life to tell you that you are a son of God, okay? Beloved and esteemed. You haven't failed, okay? And you're successful in my sight. Let me heal your heart in this season that hasn't believed any of those things to the full extent, says the Lord. Um. I think I would like to just pray and call forth the gift of healing in you because I see, um, like, even as a young child, the, um, like, if 
if somebody got hurt or an animal got wounded, it really hurt your heart. Like it was a big thing. Um, and the reason for that is because the Lord put that gift of healing in you, which makes you more sensitive to those things. Um, you're not the kind that would go and shoot a deer because of the pain that it would cause. You know what I mean? Like that's um, so. So, Father, I just ask that you would release in Ruan, in Ruan, the the gift of healing. Yes, Lord. That you would. Yes, Father. That you would strengthen his heart to to uh, to be bold to pray for others whenever uh, things are going on. That you would bless him with seeing the miracles and healings that come forth from you through his hands. We just release that in him right now in Jesus' name. What is that? Emma? So, Emma, I, I just hear God saying that you, you are seen. Okay? Um, so I'm, I'm putting away... Um, any sense of loneliness that you've had up to this point in time. Um, and I'm starting it by letting you know how I've looked at you all along, declares your Father in heaven. 